0: I, I give you my soul, and even this morning, that can be your. That can be your confession. Confession. That can be your decision this morning to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and to say, "Lord, I give you my heart." And it changed my world. That one prayer, that one thing in my life, changed everything. Ever since, and I'm just yeah. God is an awesome God. Thanks, band. I just want to honour the band because I came to band practice on Wednesday night and I haven't been to band practice for ages. When I became the pastor, they said, Andrew, I'm not sure if i got no I got um, encouraged to leave the band, I guess you could say. Um. <laughs> just to help me not be so busy. And it was a very generous and kind um, offer. Um, but I, I played in the band for about 10 years. And, but on Wednesday I came along and I was here and we practiced and it was probably partly my fault, but we had a, a late practice and we were here till about 10 o'clock. Um, but these guys put in every, every Wednesday night. They're here and they're practicing and they're, and they're serving us. Uh, and they want it to be worship. They don't want it to have keys you can't sing and 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 words you don't understand but their heart is up for it we can worship together and I just want to say thank you to the band for that um we, we talked about why church we want to honor one another and we honor God as we honor each other in the way we serve and love one another so praise God for that let's pray Lord Jesus, I just thank you that anyone who gives you their heart, Lord, anyone who admits their sin and surrenders to you, Lord, that, Lord, you welcome us home into your family. God, you love us. Your grace for us is unbelievable, but it is true. And God, I pray today that you would help us to, to walk in your grace. Lord, even as Mandy's shared, to, to step out into something new maybe even. To say, yes, I believe, Lord, that in your strength, I can do this for your glory. God, I just thank you for this time we have together once a week on a Sunday morning. And Lord, I pray that you would use this time to so encourage every single person. Lord, I thank you that you know every person, every heart, every life, every joy and every, every tear that's been shed this week. And just pray that you'd minister to each heart in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, this morning we are continuing our series on a generous life. And before we open the Word, I just want to uh, share some of my childhood with you. This is a slightly embarrassing moment of my childhood, but uh, when I was, let's say, five years old, I haven't checked with mum and dad to find out what they think, but uh, I'm going to say five years old. When I was about five years old it was it was Christmas time and I wanted to get in on the joy of giving. I, I I wanted to be a part of this whole giving at Christmas time. So I made all these little things out of FIMO. Does anyone anyone ever play with FIMO? Yay, I was thinking no one would be ever like no. Nah. It's like plasticine, but you bake it in the oven and then it's set, and then you can put the varnish stuff on it, and they just look really cool. That then that it's like you've made your own ceramic peace as a child and it's very exciting. Anyway, I made all these things, those little kangaroos and ducks and I can't remember what else, but made all these things. I had enough for all my cousins, all these people and I made, I wanted to have a present for every person in my family. because I just wanted to be part of this whole giving thing. It seemed like so much fun. And I, I wrapped up all these presents and I put names on them and mum might say, oh, I've got the story slightly wrong, but I, this is how I remember it. <laughs> and uh, but I got, to the, I got to the last couple, and I'm like, oh no, I've run out of things. I haven't got any time to make anymore. What am I going to do? I'm like, oh, I've got a box of Smarties. So I went and found my box of Smarties, and I thought, oh, Smarties, they're really yummy. I <laughs> might have one of them. I ate a few Smarties, a few turned into a lot, and suddenly I'm like, oh no, there's only one left. I think, I can't give a box of Smarties with one Smartie in it. It's just going to feel too light. It'll be obvious it's not a proper box of Smarties. I think, what can I do? I know, oh, we've got a gravel driveway. I'm going to just add a bit of weight. And then at least he'll, he'll, he'll get it and be like, oh, a box of Smarties. Awesome. And then it'll only be when he opens and he gets a little bit disappointed. But so I went outside, got the gravel, put it in the box, wrapped it up. Awesome. There we go. He'll be happy. Um, I thought, oh no, I've still got one more uncle. What am I going to get for him? What am I going to get him? I don't know. A bigger box of gravel. It won't have a Smarty, but he's going to get a present and he's going to be excited. He's going to be like, look what i got, brother. (laughs) And then it was gravel. I can't remember exactly the reactions of my uncles and family when they saw the gravel, but I don't know. Dad was like, hey, what are you giving away my gravel for? (laughs) Um, But I believe in our hearts, every one of us wants to be generous. There's a desire within every one of us, I believe, that wants to be generous, even if it's a five-year-old giving gravel away at Christmas time, pretending they're Smarties, there's a desire in us that we want to be generous. The challenge is it's just so hard to keep doing it day after day after day after day after day after day after day. day. It's a struggle and it's a challenge. So we're going to open God's Word this morning and let's believe that God's Word might change us, it might renew our mind, it might transform us and the way we think. This morning as we read God's Word, let's open our Bibles to 1 John, chapter 3. 1 John, chapter 3, and verse 1. And we're going to read the whole chapter. And I hope you're not scared of reading a whole chapter, because it's not really that much. It's like only a chapter. It's like, come on. Yeah, anyway, it's a chapter. 1 John, chapter 3, and verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. God, the creator of the universe, calls us his children. Sorry, can you help me flick on the verses too? I'm not sure when I should be clicking. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children but he has not yet shown us what we will Be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is, and all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God, and you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who keep those who have been born into God's family, do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. Now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not, like be, must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. Why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Children, Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment, we must believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. About 6 months ago, you might remember we talked about how God has lavished his love upon us. We had a cake, and we had strawberries, and we had cream, and chocolates, and icing, and we lavished it all over that cake. I don't don't know if anyone ate any, did they? But it was lavished with beautiful garnishes to make it super yummy, tasty, good, and God has lavished His love upon us. He has not spared any of His love. He lavishes his love upon us. He, he pours it out ridiculously. He loves us so, so much. And John is writing, he's saying, God is the light. God is the word of life. Jesus is eternal life. And John's writing these things and he says, so that you, we may share his joy. There's, there's times in our lives when we need people to help us see what we can do. Like Mandy was saying, I I was thinking about this yesterday, that I was uh, in a bike race yesterday and um, I hadn't ridden my bike really since Christmas time for some strange reason. (coughs) Baby number five. Um, But I I didn't really care where I came. I didn't really care about training because I was just there to have some fun and make up the numbers. It's like, let's be honest, I I didn't really care. It was fun. I came second in one race. Um, (coughs) But... Back when I was a cyclist, I trained and I had a coach and I'd spend 30 hours a week training to try and make my body do absolutely what it could. I had a coach who pushed me to my limits. He said, Andrew, you can do this. And not to boast, but just to show the, 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 the growth that can happen as you do that. I, I started off, I was doing weights for, for a cyclist. I was doing 80 kilo weights. And then within, I think it was 12 months, I, I was doing 180 kilo weights. I never would have pushed myself like that because I just think that's dangerous. But when there's someone who knows and can lead us and guide us, we can grow beyond what we might ever dream or expect. And John's saying, he's he's being like our coach. He's saying, you want to have life. This is the way to have life. God loves you. He's lavished his love upon you. What does he have to do to earn your trust? Will you trust him? This is the way to have life and hope and eternal life. He goes on to say in verse 6, Those who live in God, those who have his Spirit, keep themselves pure. They don't go on in sin. Those who know God, those who know his love, that understand his commands for us are good joyfully decide yes lord i'm going to follow you i'm going to obey you i'm going to do what you say because i know your love i know your love i'm going to trust you as someone said last week it matters who we belong to it matters who you belong to you either belong to god or you belong to something else that's going to end in destruction Verse 10 says, anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Do you want to know who you belong to? Look at your actions. Look at the way you behave. Who do you belong to? Who do your actions say that you belong to? If you want to know who you belong to, listen to your words. What words come out of your mouth? I think this, this, the spirit of the world, those who belong to the world, our language is all about what I want. I want this, I'm going to go after this. I want that, I'm going to get it. I want that, I'm going to go after it. But the Spirit of God, those who belong to Christ say, I will, I choose, I I, I am deciding to go forward in this because this is where God's leading me. Just as God, the, the, the love of God compelled Jesus to go to the cross. The love of God in us compels us to say, I will love my brother. I will serve that person. I will be generous. I will be kind. I'm going to choose to be faithful. I will choose to live a generous life. The Spirit of God gives us self-control. One of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. It leads us to say, I will. It's not just a, a... an emotion, it's a, it's a decision, it's a, it's a decision of the will to say, I will do these, <coughs> I will do these things. I will continue to speak even if my voice tries to break up. And I know you could say, I will do bad things, but do you get the picture? There's the desires that we just go after whatever we want, or there's the choosing to do what God is calling us to do. His spirit leads into life. The spirit of the world leads into destruction. We can chase after desire, after desire, after desire, but it will end in destruction if it's not where God's calling us. All these things will fade away. Faith, hope and love will endure. John says, look at Cain. Let's turn to Genesis 4 verse 6 for a moment. He says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Cain kills his own brother. His own brother. He goes out in the field. He he premeditates what he's going to do. And he he kills his brother. Why? Because the Bible says he belonged to the evil one. He was jealous. He couldn't stand that his, his brother had the approval of God. And he said, I want. The approval of God. I want what you've got. I'm jealous for what you have. So he he kills his brother. Think about it for a moment at at home, at church, at work, at school. When you go play golf, when you go to that social group that you're a part of. When when do rumours start? When do fights start? When do arguments and criticisms? And and when do people get angry? So often it's when people say, I wanted that and they got it. It should have been mine. That person said that and they made people think this about me, but I want people to think this and know this and, and it's all about what I want. It's not saying I will serve one another so I'll be kind. And, uh, we, we don't criticise, we don't start rumours, we don't fight, we don't argue when we're choosing to serve. It's when, when we want to be better, it's when we want to look good, it's when our own selfish desires take over. Verse 15, he says, anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. It's like, whoa, that's a confronting statement. Those of us reading through the CFC Bible reading plan in John chapter 12 this week, we read in verse 10 and 11, the leading priests decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many, many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. The, the leading priests say, this man made people believe in Jesus and he, because of him, people have turned away from us. They've left our traditions. They're, they've abandoned us because of this man. So we're going to kill him. I wonder what makes us angry. There's it, it, a place for a righteous anger for when things are, are, are not good and God wants us to not be happy about those things. But what stirs us up, what gets us angry, what makes us, I wonder what even makes us, a, a point in every relationship, there's a point where you can, someone can do something so annoying to you or so frustrating or so wrong to you that I wonder what it is that makes that you feel like that person is against you. But Jesus loved the prostitute, Jesus loved the tax collector, the sinner. And as a church, we want to be an accepting church of all people a murderer knows needs to know jesus love we want to accept every person we don't affirm what they do we 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 can't affirm sin but we want to love every person that comes in last year we spoke about same-sex marriage and things like that we want to love all people we want to accept all people but we do not affirm the behaviors that go contrary to god's word in verse 16 and 17, it's like John's giving, it's like the comparison of the, the contrasting characteristics of the people in the world and the people in God's kingdom. He says those in the world, as a hate, hate is a, a sign of a, a worldly heart. But then compassion is a sign of, of those who know God's love and, and live in his kingdom, who have fellowship with him. God's Spirit brings compassion and love. If we know God's love, it changes who we are. I think of the man who, who came to his master and said, please forgive me for my debt. And the master forgives him of his debt. And then he goes out and he won't forgive his debtor. Let's not be like that unforgiving debtor. Let's be people who show compassion and love as God has shown us compassion and love. In verse 18, 18 he says, Let's not merely say we love one another. Let's show it by our actions. Just as I said that, I was just reminded, I was going to say and I forgot. Lavella was just sharing with me before that compassion right now is having a battle in India that uh, the government is saying that they aren't allowed to receive any foreign money and compassion is on the verge of having to pull out of India altogether. And there's millions of lives that are... In India that need to know Jesus, that compassion is working with many, many, many people. And Lord, I just pray right now that you would give them favour and grace. Lord, we just believe for your love to win through this, Lord. For those in their specific places of power, Lord, in India's government that would want to stand against what you're doing, Lord, we just pray for a breakthrough in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray for those we see that are struggling. John says this is how to have confidence and know we are His. He says by our actions we show who we belong to. The Spirit of God in us will change us. The Spirit of God, where where the Spirit of God goes, the place can't stay the same. Jesus is the light of the world. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit. And where He goes, nothing can stay the same. And when God's Spirit enters, He will change us. If we allow Him to move, He will change us day by day by day. But John says, even if we feel guilty, even if we know we're stumbling, we're struggling, even if we feel guilty, we can know that God is greater than our feelings. We may want to condemn ourselves because we've been stumbling and struggling with some area of sin, but God's Spirit will bring you through this continually to surrender to him and ask him to continue to lead you forward in these things. And he says, if you don't feel guilty, praise God, thank God for his grace and his love that has changed your heart, that has renewed your mind, that we can boldly come before him with our requests and know that he is us, that we can live a life that pleases God. What a privilege, what an honour that you might be the ambassador for God, that we might be his ambassadors. He says whatever place we're in he says this is god's command believe in his son jesus christ and love one another as he commanded us it's pretty simple he says believe in his son jesus christ and love one another no matter what place we're in today that's god's command for you today believe in his son jesus christ don't trust in what you're thinking about that situation believe in his son jesus christ know that god loves you he knows the situation believe in his son, trust in him, have faith in him, believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. You don't have to try and make it happen, you don't have to try and change that person. He just says, believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Do this and remain in fellowship with God. I think we can know Jesus is our saviour, but then kind of like trying to tread the finest line we can with knowing we're, we're saved but holding on to sin. And our fellowship with God is, is all but erased in that situation. When we try and hold on to sin, our, our fellowship with God is... We, we can't walk in fellowship with God. We might, we might be saved, as it talks about in Romans, that all our works would be burned up. We'd, we'd survive like a, one surviving through the flames. But our fellowship with God is... It's so hard to walk with God when when you're holding on to something in your heart. Let's walk in fellowship with Him. Let's love one another. Believe in His Son. We know we're His because we have His Spirit. As I said, I believe there's something in the heart of every human being that wants to be generous. We've been made in the image of God and our God is a generous God. He's called us to live a generous life. But our god is a generous god and he's called us to live and follow him to follow in the way of jesus john says in the very beginning of the book of one john follow jesus do this and follow in his example but there's a war going on there's a, a battle raging in every one of us between greed and generosity one of us wants to put gravel in the box the other one of us wants to put smarties in the box There's a battle raging every day between the old me and the new me. I'm a new creation in Christ, but my old me wants to keep coming back and get its own way. Even just this week, um, Rochelle found these two chocolates in our house and she came to me and said, would you like one? And she kind of held one out and held the other one to herself. And I looked at them and said, why are you offering me that one? I would much prefer that one. And believe it or not, this is while I'm preparing my message and I suddenly said to her, I'm like, no, no, that's yours. I don't want it. She's like, no, you have it. I'm like, no, I can't. It'll ruin my sermon. I'll be disobeying what I'm preaching about. But in our heart, we are so selfish. Day by day, how many times do we say, yeah, I'll, I'll take that big piece? This, this path is awesome. I'm going for the big one. How often do we, do we put ourselves first? instead of laying down our life for our brother and sister. God convicted us of those things. I rejoice that the fact that I noticed I was going for the Mars bar instead of the Milky Way. Like, there's no comparison between a Mars bar and a Milky Way. If we find ourselves struggling with that battle of greed versus generosity, sin versus surrender... We need to ask ourselves, whose grace do I want? Do I want my grace? Do I want all the blessings that I can give myself? Or do I want the blessings of God? Do I want His grace? Do I want His blessings? Or am I just going to try and get all the blessings I can get for myself? I'm surrendering to Him because His grace is so much greater than mine. He is the true King. I try and make myself King sometimes, but He is the true King. And all blessings come from God in heaven. I just want to finish by reading John chapter 12 and ask the band if they'd come. John chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. It says Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. You know that's true for every one of us. God's light will shine only a little longer. At the most, for any one of us in the room, it's probably 80 years. Maybe kids' church, who knows, maybe a hundred years. God's light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. Don't think about where you've been, what you've done, how bad or how good you are. Let's choose this morning to walk in the light, to come into the light and say, God, I'm sorry for the things I've done. I want to live for you. And as we put our trust in him, as we step into the light, he will take us forward. We will become children of the light. Let's not let darkness overtake us. It says, those who walk in darkness cannot see where they are going. We don't even see we're in the darkness when we're in the darkness. It's got to be a conscious decision to say, I'm going to choose to walk in the light. What's God saying to us today? Imagine for just a moment that everyone in all the world fully trusted in the generosity of God. Imagine a world that fully trusted in the generosity of God. A world that says, I will trust in God. I will choose to serve. I will love. Instead of, I want, I want, I want. Wars would cease. Theft would stop overnight. Drug abuse would be a thing of the past. If all the world trusted fully in the grace and generosity and the love of God. I wonder, in what way do you need to surrender to His love this morning? In what way do you need to surrender to His generosity and say, God, I'm sorry for trying to do this on my own trying to get that thing for trying to do that thing that just was all about my own selfish desires it's not wrong to have desires Ezekiel 36 talks about how God wants to give us a new heart with new and right desires and that's often been my prayer God if this is your desire in me let it grow and grow and if it's not take it away and so often God's led me in that that things have just just died off other times he just grows that desire but in what way do you need to surrender to Him today? Maybe you, need, you want to grow in compassion. You need to ask God for that godly compassion for one another. Maybe you need to surrender who you belong to, to Him this morning. I want to pray, and then we're going to sing a new song. Can we stand this morning That's just as we pray? Lord, before I spoke this morning, Lord, we sang that song Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. And God, right now, I pray that you would help us to surrender right now now again to you, that we would fully surrender, Lord, that we would trust only in Jesus and not what we can do for ourselves, that God, we would listen to your Spirit's leading, that you'd help us to be generous, compassionate, loving people. Lord, where there's any hate or unforgiveness in our heart, Lord, we want to surrender that to you right now. We bring it into the light. And God, we say, please take this away. We want to be children of yours that love you and honour you in all that we say and do. And God, we pray that you would use us for your glory. God, we pray for this world around us, God, that people would know and fully trust in your generous love and grace. But Lord, our world might be changed. Lord, give us our heart to see our world changed. Lord, the brokenness that is in our world, let it break our hearts, Lord. And Lord Jesus, I just pray for anyone here today that just, they feel dirty, they feel, don't feel worthy, God. I just pray, Lord, for each one of those people. That, Lord, we would not listen to how our feelings might lead us to think But Lord, we would listen to your grace, that we would listen to your word, that we would listen to your spirit and what your spirit is saying to us. We thank you, Lord, that anyone who comes to you, you will not turn away. And right now, you can know your sin is forgiven, that you are clean, that your sin is gone, that you're a new creation in Christ the moment you put your trust in him. And God, we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We're going to sing a new song this morning. And as Mandy said, we're going to sometimes step out and do things we're not feeling comfortable to do, but um, so I'm going to try and sing a song. This song, I, I love it. I, I learned this song at Hillsong Conference um, back in June last year. I'm going to turn this one off and switch to the other microphone. There we go. One, two. It says, all I have because of Jesus, all this promise one for me. When he paid the highest ransom once for always for my freedom, Jesus has paid the price for our sin. I will boast in Christ alone, his righteousness and not my own. I will cling to Christ my hope now and forever. Let's not cling to our own hope. Let's cling to his hope this morning. Let's sing this song.